peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? So I had every intention of doing all kind of things, you know, wrapping up the book of Jonah, looking up a bunch of stuff, going back and forth, listening to what some other people said. And I was like, you know what? Full transparency. Sometimes you got to fight pride and just keep it simple. Uh, I know it's a lot of, of Bible channels on YouTube. There's a lot of really, really extremely smart Bible teachers that really have a way of expounding upon Bible ideas, upon Bible verses, and upon books. I do not think I'm that. This is not fake humility. I'm keeping it real. Um, I've said this before, and, and I posted this to my Instagram yesterday. I, you know, I, I just pointed out to people, as a matter of fact, I'm going I'm to see if I can get to it and read it and tell you what I said, because I think this is something that's important. Okay, so I said, nothing qualifies me as a Bible expert. Let me make it clear that I am not. The Holy Spirit of God qualifies me as a Bible student with ears to hear. I am a layman. I have no quote-unquote, call on my life to preach. I hope we all realize us laymen are laborers. Just throwing that out there. And that that's how I feel. That is legitimately how I feel. I am a layman sitting in a pew, listening, and I'm reading my Bible and trying to learn as much as I can about God, as much as I can about Bible doctrine, as much as I can about Bible references, the history surrounding the Bible, the different things that happen and what they mean, how all of this applies. I think that's something we should all do. And it, it, fighting pride is something that some people may not have a struggle with that, but I am in, in my, in my life as a believer, one thing I, I, one thing I try to stay away from is the incessant need to be right. I don't have to be right about something. I want to be right. I, I want to know what the Bible actually says, but it doesn't have to come from me. If somebody else says, yo, you're wrong, look at this and look at that. And if what they're saying is in line with what the Bible actually says, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I completely missed that. And that's happened numerous times anyway. Just wanted to say that before getting back to the book of Jonah, chapter 4, and I think we left off at verse 3. Let's get into this. Alright, so, therefore now, O Lord, take I beseech thee my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. So Jonah, God forgives the Assyrians, has mercy on them, 
stays his hand at judgment. And Jonah is absolutely not feeling this whatsoever. He disagrees with God. This is where the people, so people who have this, this view of the, uh, of God, like he is this, what I call the whack-a-mole God. He's just looking to, uh, beat somebody over the head. Uh, he's looking to come down with fire and brimstone on everybody. He's just waiting for you to do something wrong and he's going to wipe you off the, the face of the planet. Now, let me, let me clarify that a caveat, don't get it confused. What I'm not saying is I'm not saying that God won't judge sin. I'm not saying that, that God won't do those things, that God won't rain down fire and brimstone. He did it on Sodom and Gomorrah. But I think we're under the impression that like God has the fire and brimstone in his hand and he's just waiting for you to do something so he can throw it down. Ah, that, I think that's a, a misrepresentation of God as he explains and lays himself out in the Bible. And where you see that, Think about what just happened in the book of Jonah. Jonah violated, pretty much uh, went went around God's word, violated God's instruction, went the exact other way. God brought down judgment. God forgave Jonah. God gave him another opportunity to execute what he told him to execute. Jonah did it, and Jonah is mad at the results. Jonah's angry and God is going to have a discussion with him. That doesn't sound like it's cause you ever, you ever realize how, and this is something that we could start doing something that I just thought about actually, as I'm talking right now, when you're speaking with the atheists and they bring out that idea of, you know, God just, you know, judging everybody and waiting in the heavens to just rain down fire and brimstone. You could open the book of Jonah and say, ah, that's a mischaracterization. Look at how this worked out. Jonah repented. God forgave him, gave him a second chance. Not only that, Jonah was angry with God and God didn't strike him down. God had a discussion with Jonah. Different, different. Now, I'm not telling you it's wise to be angry with God and, and to question what God has done. But I'm saying, let's say you did not something I advocate, but let's say you did. I think the assumption that the immediate thing that's going to happen is a strike down of judgment. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not what I see in the book of Jonah. All right. So the Lord, uh, okay. So he, he asked God to, you know, let him die. Verse four, then said the Lord, dost thou well to be angry? So God asked Jonah, okay, so. So is it right for you to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city and there made him a booth and sat under it in the shadow uh, till he might see what would become of the city. So Jonah is ready for this city to be struck down. He, he, Jonah is so pious in his mind. He was like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm going to sit here. God has to judge the city. I'm going to sit here and see what happens. And so he sits under uh, this structure that he made with some plant life to get out of the sun. If I know some of you have never been to Iraq, I'm here to tell you. Especially this region of Iraq. Yeah, it is 
blistering hot, especially in the summertime. When that sun is up in the sky, yeah, you 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 would probably pass out walking 10, 20 minutes in that sun with no water. All right, so verse six, and the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it come over Jonah that it might be uh that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. All right. So Jonah has some shade. God prepared some shade for Jonah from the sun. And Jonah is very glad. He got some reprieve from that heat. But God prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day. And it smote the gourd that it withered. So when the sun is getting ready to come up, right before the sun's getting ready to come up, God is like, I got something for you, Jonah. I'm going to teach you a lesson. That worm made that gourd wither, and now Jonah has nothing to protect him from the sun. And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon Jonah's head, upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted and wished in himself to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. That wind, let me tell you, because I've been there, that wind in Iraq, coupled with that heat, it is like being in a blow dryer, a blow dryer. It is ridiculous. I don't think you understand. Let me repeat that ridiculous. I'm trying to emphasize exactly how hot this is. You read this and you get some perception, but man, live in it. Whew. Verse nine. And God said to Jonah, "Dost thou well to be angry for the gourd. And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. So God wiped out the gourd and Jonah is upset. Uh, and, and God asked Jonah, is it right for you to be mad because this gourd was withered? Yes. Then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd for the which thou hast not labored. You didn't make it. God made this. Neither madest it grow. You didn't make it grow. God made it grow. This is God's creation, which came, uh, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should not I spare Nineveh, the great city, when are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and all and and also much cattle? So God is like, yo, you had in your mind, you had mercy on this gourd. You're mad about this gourd being destroyed. You didn't create it. You had nothing to do with it coming out of the ground and you're mad. And, but yet you have no problem with the Ninevites being wiped out. Like this is not something you should be pleased with. So what do we find in this? In a, in a previous uh, podcast, I went over something that was discussed in the book of Ezekiel. You can look it up whenever you have time. I'm not going to go to it. Where God was explaining that, yo, I don't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. People, people mix ideas in the Bible. God will judge sin. God doesn't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. They will be judged. That you, you will not escape that. 
right? God wants people to turn. We see this, this where's you're when you read stuff like this, right? Interactions between Jonah and God, you are getting insight into God's very character insight into who God is. God is like, yo, there is thousands of souls in Nineveh and cattle. You have no mercy for these people. You don't want these people to be saved. Like what is wrong with you? So what does that tell you? Again, when you have an atheist that has this idea, because, and, and look, the re- the reason a lot of atheists have this idea it's because there's a lot of believers who have not really looked past the mechanical when they're reading their Bible, not understanding you're getting insight into who God is. And what they don't understand is, yo, where do you find this whack-a-mole idea of God in the Bible? You don't. And there's several threads you can go to to prove that. You can go to those verses in the book of Ezekiel and you can go here at the end of the book of Jonah. Yo, God is like these. So the, you, you would rather these people be destroyed. What does this prove? This proves exactly what God laid out in the book of, in the book of Ezekiel. God wanted these people to turn. And I think even though we don't have all of the details in the Bible of all of these different nations, uh, that were destroyed and that was, that was wiped out. Here's what we do know. Context clues. Did God want those people, did, did God pleasure in those people being destroyed? Absolutely not. But will God judge sin? Absolutely. God is, God is righteous and just and sin must be judged. It will be judged. Let's put it that way. Because God is righteous and just in all his ways. But God doesn't take pleasure in the destruction of these people. He is sending out messages for people to repent, change, turn. That's what it says in a book of Ezekiel. He said, turn ye, turn ye from your wickedness. God is putting out that call. And the assumption by many people in the world, by many atheists, is all God is just looking to destroy everybody and strike everybody down. That is not the God of the Bible. That is a misconception that people have because if you read, and this is the problem, if you read these Bible accounts, Without understanding that God doesn't take pleasure in the destruction of the wicked, then yeah, of course you would have that idea. But then again, you read different things throughout the Bible and you read this and you see, oh, God wanted these people to turn. God wanted these people to have life and not destruction. But too often, both in Bible accounts and in real life, people choose destruction and a funny thing is destruction is chosen and then that destruction is blamed on god no god gave you instruction god showed showed you a way to go this is the way this will bring life this other direction over here will bring death and what do people often choose they choose the path of death that's not the path god wanted them on right so when you have that context and you're you're in a conversation with a, with an atheist or let's say an agnostic that you know they're on the fence and they have this idea that God is just 
you know, waiting for you to do something wrong so he can rain thunderbolts and kill you. You can open your Bible, open to the book of Ezekiel and open to this book and go, nah, I think you misunderstand God. So let me show you exactly how this works. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.